I don't understand God sometimes. There, I said it. I don't understand God sometimes. No, I don't understand God a lot of the time. Because sometimes my world is flipped upside down and I'm left hanging like a thread, looking up or down or all around, trying to figure out what in the world is happening to me. You see, he confuses me, loves me, baffles me, holds me, scares me, excites me, calms me, shocks me, fools me, fakes me, freaks me. So I don't understand God sometimes. I don't understand why kids are shot in school. Or why girls are sold into sex slavery. Or why children are diagnosed with cancer. Or why teens commit suicide. Or why parents lose their jobs. Or why natural disasters wipe out thousands. Or why people end up homeless. Or why mothers die of AIDS, leaving their kids to have to face the world on their own. I don't understand you sometimes, God. And when I see the sun, when I see the sun shine behind the peak of a mountain as the sky explodes with color, or why rain sings on old leaves, why geese paint bees across the clouds, or why a little feet dance a beautiful melody, or why the night sky sparkles with color, or when a little boy smiles so brightly the sun has to put on sunglasses. I don't understand you, God. And then there are the moments, those mysterious, magical moments when I feel my heart fly inside of me, when my soul wants nothing more than to fall down and just praise the one who's worthy, when my soul is with the God of the universe, when he wraps me up in the biggest, most powerful, most life-giving hug imaginable, when you are closer to me than I am to me, and I hear your voice mingled with mine. I don't understand you, God, in those other moments, those menacing, morbid moments, when I feel my heart die inside of me, when my soul wants nothing more than to fall down and just stay down, when those who said they like me, loved me, hurt me, and tore my heart open, leaving me broken and scared, far from you, but even farther from myself. Left alone, just me and my scars. I don't get you sometimes, God. That you would take the hand of this sinful, scared scumbag. That you would pour your heart out for this wounded heart because in the moments, those menacing, mysterious, magical, morbid moments, every moment, you are with me beside me, comforting me, completing me. I don't understand God sometimes, but we have a God that is breathtaking, that is beautiful, that is loving, that is wonderful, that is powerful, that is unchanging and true, that is kind and just and forgiving and fasted and incredible and majestic and gentle and deeper than the depths of the sea and grander than the highest peaks and more intricate than the human brain and bigger than the expanse of space and older than the even idea of time and more insert word here than any sunset you've ever seen and more than the word more and forgive me for giving you such a poor and small description of how incredibly amazing this God we have is. He cannot be described. And he loves us. This big but small. 
Just but merciful, powerful but tender, omnipresent but personal, quiet but loud, servant but king, night and day, God loves us. I don't understand God sometimes. But I don't have to. You are God. And that is more than enough. This was a poem. I know y'all thought I was like uh, New York Times right there. Uh, bestseller author. But no. That's, uh, that, I, I, I got this from a youth ministry um, website. I, I read this probably a couple years ago. And, and um, every time I read this, I, I find that it pertains to my life greatly. Um, because every day, I, I don't understand God. You see, my, my life personally right now is going through a whirlwind. My mind is going through a whirlwind. I'm sure a lot of y'all know how it feels, you know? We're at the end of that crossroad where some of us aren't really kids anymore. We're almost grown adults. Now that is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I'm talking going to have to pay taxes terrifying. <laughs> going to have to pay for car insurance. Then you got health insurance, right? And then you got to buy food. Then you meet a girl that you love, right? And then you got to get her a ring. <laughs> then you got to marry her, right? And then you got to buy her a house. Then you got to have kids. Then you got to get diapers for the kids. Then you got to buy food for the kids. Then you got to get a car for them. And then you got to put them through college. And you got to think about retirement. You know what I mean? I'm terrified. Completely and utterly terrified. <laughs> but seriously, in my life, I'm I'm trying to figure out what the future will look like. How my high school senior year will look like. How next football season will look like. Am I going to fail in my classes next year? Because some of my classes are, are really hard. Will I be attending college? What college will I be attending? Some of us questioning how college will be in a few months. Will college be hard? Will I find a good group of friends to hang around? Will I fit in? Will I do my schoolwork? Am I going to party hardy? Or am I going to get some good sleep? These questions and wondering about the future get stressful. Let's be honest. They oftentimes lead us to asking God, what in the world is going on? Where are you leading me? Where am I going? I can't even imagine what the disciples were thinking when Jesus came to them in today's gospel. Jesus, their leader, their rabbi, the person they looked up to most, just got tortured, humiliated, and died on the cross. They were confused in the midst of mourning. They didn't know what to do, where to go, what to say. They were lost. First, Jesus appeared to two of them, asking, what happened? Why are you so sad? The two of them told him that Jesus of Nazareth just died, a man, a great prophet from God, higher than all priests and chief leaders, kings of all, king of all kings. They did not realize that that was Jesus right in front of them, talking to them. That night, all 11 of the disciples were sitting around the table wondering what comes next what the future holds, wondering what they were supposed to do. Then Jesus appeared to all of them. And the first, at first the disciples did not believe their eyes. They did not trust in Jesus. Then Jesus showed them the scars and wounds from his death. 
They asked for guidance from Jesus. They asked Jesus, what do, I, what, what do we do? He gave them simple instruction. He says, go out into the world and proclaim the good news. Tell all who are baptized believers in Christ, they will be saved. You see, we're a lot like the disciples. We often find ourselves trying to figure out the future on our own. We don't trust in Jesus, in God, that, that he'll provide a future for us. He already has our plans, like our lives planned out. Yet we still stress and, and wonder of what will happen tomorrow and days to come. We stress when things just don't go our way. Although we must trust that God is with us, guiding us, showing us, providing a way to the eternal kingdom. We have to have faith in him and love him and understand that everything happens for a reason. As our lives go on and our lives take many twists and turns, some good, some bad, we shall continue to have a strong relationship with God. And through that relationship, he calls us to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. Amen. Thank you.